Welcome to the Lead Me On podcast, where we give you practical solutions for extraordinary leadership. My name is Lori King-Taylor, and I'm here with my co-host, Lori Gorell. For more than 25 years, we've been educating and coaching individuals who want to transform the way they lead. Join us each week as we provide inspiring conversations to help you increase your capability to lead with greater impact and influence. Get ready. It's time to lead me on. Hello, hello. I am so excited to be back with you today and even more excited to bring our guest on today, Miss Allison Clark. Allison is a fellow National Speakers Association member with me. And I have to tell you, my first meeting with NSA, she was the very first person that I met and was so kind to me throughout that whole experience. And so I'm excited to bring her on today to talk about kindness and why kindness is needed today more than ever. So for more than half her life, Allison has been solving communication problems for company and teaching the power of kindness. She's helped professionals around the globe to break through those barriers, to get results, and to really improve their productivity, their profitability, and their personal happiness. So Allison started her career as a top 25 master trainer for Dell Carnegie and then went out on her own and has started Allison Clark Consulting back in 2011. She is also the author of two books. I told you this lady is incredible. Her first book, What Will They Say? 30 Funerals in 30 Days. That's a whole other podcast. I asked her all about that. And that was quite exciting uh, how she did that. And her second book was The Kindness Happened. And that's really what we're going to talk about today. So Allison, welcome to the podcast. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here and to see you. I will never forget the first time that we met. It was actually in a pool at a national speakers convention. And I will never forget your smile and your approachability. So you actually live with kindness, like everywhere you go. So that was our first connection. And then we became friends. We were dancing on the dance floor. And so anyway, I'm so excited to be here. And we were sliding down the super slides. Yes. Yeah. We were sliding with all the kids. I know. It was awesome. (laughs) But you really did. That was my very first NSA conference. I didn't know a soul there. I came in that day before just to kind of be able to lounge by the pool and have some of that time. And you really did walk the walk when it comes to kindness because you took me under your wing. You went with me to all the different events and you just kind of didn't let me be alone and on my own. I will forever be grateful to you for that. Oh. Well, you're such a fun playmate. (laughs) Oh, I I can't wait. We're going to play again this year, right? Finally back in person. Yes. I'm looking forward to it. So let's start on this kindness and let me know, how did you, you're a leadership development trainer. Mm -hmm. Uh, We do a lot of the same kind of things with our clients together, but you really hone in on this kindness aspect of it. How in the world did you get focused on kindness? Mm -hmm. So, you know, it goes back over 25 years ago when I started with Dale Carnegie training and one of Mr. Carnegie's principles is to really focus on appreciation and the power of appreciation. And so over 16 years, I watched what happened to people when they would be given appreciation, whether it was in class and we would coach and give them feedback 
or just examples about how they started to show appreciation with other people at work and in their personal life. And it really was life-changing about what happened. And William James has a quote that people hunger and crave appreciation more than anything. So, you know, in my early 20s, I saw the power of appreciation. As I started to build my own company almost 12 years ago, I knew that that is such a huge part of motivation, productivity, uh, retention is kindness. And so I really started to any, any training that I would do, whether it was presentation coaching, team building, I would make sure that people knew their power and how you treat other people really matters. So at a very early age, I learned that lesson. And to this day, I really, like you mentioned in the interview, I think it matters more than ever because about what has gone on in the last couple of years. Oh, I know it really does. And I love that you learned that at such an early age and you were really able to adopt that principle and see the effect that kindness really does have on other people. It can change their whole life. You know, it doesn't just change their day. It can make an impact as they go forward. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. So when the reason I wrote the kindness habit was I always saw that people were so kind around the holidays. So you talk to strangers more or, you know, you compliment people more and like what they wear and you, you bake your favorite, you know, recipes that you've always, that you just do once a year. And I just thought like, why can't people have this much energy and celebration all year long? And so I decided to do a 90 day experiment. I said, I'm going to be kind. It's not like I wasn't kind before, but I was going to be intentionally kind to one person every day for 90 days and just see what happens. So I would go out of my way. And I I made up crazy awards, like the nicest truck. And I would have like a little baby trophy and I would leave it on a truck. Some of the times I didn't see what happened, but other people, I'll never forget this guy in a bagel shop. I just had a a pack of M&Ms. I walked up to him and I said, you have the best smile ever. And he was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. And then he said, you have no idea how much I needed to hear this today. And so I did this and I, and I would, you know, buy coffee for the person behind me. I was in New York city. I would buy someone a pretzel. I would, so I just did these small things. It didn't cost a lot of money, but what I realized was we have no idea what had happened to that person that day. And so a couple of these reactions, you know, people were just teary eyed. I remember I stopped a woman hiking and gave her a kind bar This was in Bend, Oregon last year. And she said, you have no idea how much I needed this as well. She had to put her dog down two weeks earlier. And this was like one of their favorite walks. When she walked around the corner, she was thinking about her dog. I was there. I gave her a kind bar. And so we don't know how our actions matter. So I did it for 90 days. And then after 90 days, I just thought I'm going to do this the rest of my life. And so I ended up writing a book just about how we matter so much. And it's small gestures that we can do from like what you did when I saw you at the pool, you know, smiling, eye contact, just saying hello to reaching out and showing appreciation at work, in your family. So it really changed my life to be even more intentional about showing kindness. And I think that's the key word right there, right? Is being intentional. Yes. Try to be kind people on a regular basis, but if we can be very intentional about it, I think it takes it to a whole different level. And I learned something from you. So, and of course, unfortunately, it's just the holiday thing. And maybe I should do this on a regular basis, but is putting out the box of drinks and snacks for the delivery people, because Mm -hmm. we have so many things delivered 
over the holidays. And it just, I will even stuff like water bottles and cookies in the mailbox, not just the box at the front door for the US or FedEx. I started realizing, well, my mailman's missing out because they don't get out of the car and come to the door. So I love that you did that. Of course, you know, you get the ring doorbell. So you get an idea of some of the reactions that people have. And oh my gosh, I got that from you. Oh yes. And I had, you know, I'd gotten that from some other social media posts. So, but the cool thing, what you did is you didn't just say, that's a cool idea. You acted on it and you actually made that happen. So I keep that out all year long. And I started doing that probably about four years ago and my drivers appreciate it so much. So during the cold seasons, I add the um, hot hands. So uh, you, you don't have to do that because you're a little bit warmer than I am in Colorado. Oh, yeah, no, no, we, you do, no, you we're do. in the teens and twenties. All right. All right. So yeah, you might add that too. Our, our lots of ice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everybody thinks just because I live in Alabama, we don't get cold weather. <laughs> but you do. We do. So I think I'm going to do that. You have inspired me to put it back out there, make a nice little display area that can live there full time. Exactly. Because I don't know about you, but between me and my daughters, we get quite a few deliveries all year long. So it just goes back to like being kind all year long. And it's funny you mentioned your mail carrier. So I I'll leave them things monthly, like a gift certificate to McDonald's or Starbucks or, you know, whatever I know that they like. But my new mail carrier in Fort Collins, Colorado is now trained that he, even if he doesn't have a package, he gets out of his car and he comes to my front door and he gets a snack pretty much every day. (laughs) (laughs) So he loves it. I'm like, Hey, if this makes your day better, go for it. I will keep putting the snacks up there. So it's fun. But I love how you said you love watching the ring reaction because kindness, like it's kind of selfish. Like I get so much from doing kind acts that it makes me feel good. And there's all sorts of research behind that, what it does to our brain, you know, dopamine. Like if you're in a bad mood, people say the best thing to do is go do something for someone else. And that will start to get your mood to go up way up high because it just, it makes you feel so good. It does make you feel good. Yes. So as we talk about leaders, why Mm -hmm. do you think that kind leaders thrive so much in the workplace? Yes. Well, we see so many people quitting right now. And we also see anxiety, loneliness, depression have never been higher than they have right now. And so a kind leader, especially right now, when there's so many people who are remote, they have to reach out and let people know that their actions matter. So if we don't get any feedback, uh, some companies will give a annual review, which I believe is a waste of time. Because if you only hear once a year how you're doing, it's kind of like Valentine's Day. If you tell your significant other once a year, that relationship is not going to work out. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. But a kind leader. To wait to tell people a review that they're not doing something right. Yes. Yes. Right. So a kind leader. And when I do 360 assessments with leaders, quite often the feedback area is really low. And some people think feedback is just telling people what they're doing wrong. Well, feedback is what you're doing right as well. So we just watched the Super Bowl last weekend. If you look at any good coach, we're giving feedback during the game, you know, during practice, after the game, we're reviewing, we're seeing what we could do better. That's what leaders need to do now. Tell people what they're doing right. Identify a strength that you really admire and tell them why. So not like great job, but like great job because you are so dedicated and you, you know, you made this project happen. 
So if, if leaders can get in the habit of looking for what people do well and figuring out what their appreciation language is, so it might be an email to the whole team. It might be in front of people. It might be just a quick instant message, depending on the person. But we have to let people know what they're doing right in order to retain them, to motivate them, and also just to build the culture that you want. Yeah, and I think when you talk about giving them the recognition, I think one important piece there is understanding their personality style and how they like to receive. Oh my gosh, yes. For sure. And there's a great book. It's the five languages of love in the workplace that talks about that. So it's like the five languages of love in relationships. It's interesting how common um, personal relationships are and work relationships are. It's like people still need that feedback, but you're right. I mean, one person might like um, something in public, other people that might be like the worst thing ever. So knowing your people and also knowing if you are going to give them a gift, what they like. So perhaps not everyone loves um, a Starbucks gift certificate. Maybe they don't, they aren't a coffee drinker and they want something else. So really asking more open-ended questions about how you want feedback, what's important to you. So knowing your people is going to help you be a way more effective leader. You know, and I think one of the ways to be able to do that is do a fun little icebreaker at your next meeting. Your team doesn't even know what's about to hit them, but you know, one of the icebreakers could be, what is your favorite candy bar and why? you know, type of a thing. And then you're logging that in so that when you want to give a happy to somebody, you know, that John loves Reese cups. Oh yes, exactly. Or Sue doesn't eat sugar. Right. Know, the thing. So, and just kind of doing those fun little icebreakers during meetings helps people get to know each other better, which is really important, especially in this environment right now with us being so virtual still mm-hmm. and new team members have come on while you're in this virtual environment. So you don't really know these people. And so I'm encouraging my people to do, you know, little icebreaker type activities, but that would be a great idea to get to know. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. And then, and then just remember, and it's also interesting to see how much you can tell if you just pay attention to people's backgrounds or what they have on. So if you are in person, like if someone wears I'm a Bronco fan. I'm in Denver, but like, if I wore a Bronco shirt, then you'd be like, Oh, you like the Broncos. So like also identifying like what people have on, what they're proud of, what's in their background. Like sometimes you can see photos of people, or it could be like an image of a fishing scene, or it's just like, Hey, I see you like fishing. So also just being aware of what people have around them or what they're wearing and asking more questions. You can customize your kindness around that. I have a client. She loves hummingbirds. So like, if I see anything hummingbird, then I like send it. I'm like, Hey, you know, I thought of you, it's a notepad, you know? So just remembering, but I love the icebreaker because you're right. You find so many things you have in common that maybe you didn't know you had in common. Yeah. And you know, it doesn't lend itself for just leaders. We need to be doing that with our teammates as well. I mean, oh my gosh, yes. those are the people that are going to help make your life good, right? You know, your, your work life, if you need help with a project or something like that, you know, expressing kindness to somebody else, people are more likely to want to come out and help you. And do- Oh my gosh. Yes. And I, I remind people all the time, if you think about what you like about work, most of the time, it's about the people that you work with and you have the power to keep that person at the company. And I believe everyone is a leader. I don't think it matters with your title, 
you have the power to influence others. And if you make time to show appreciation to someone, you might be the reason that that person stays at the company and also actually wants to contribute, you know, to, to actually increase their activity level because you saw them. There's research behind what that does, you know, with our own energy. Well, you know, you mentioned so many people quitting recently and this, you know, 2021 was named the year of the great resignation. Um, and mm-hmm. I think 2022, it's going right on into that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the research that's been done, especially by the uh, Society for Human Resources, says people are leaving their jobs mainly because of their managers. Oh, yes, it's people. It's people. So if you have a kind manager, if you're teaching your managers within your organization kindness and giving them the opportunities and the encouragement to be kind, mm-hmm. really kind of helping that retention issue, would you think? Oh, for sure. And that is, that affects the bottom line. So if people think kindness is like foo-foo and fluffy, it's not, it is really, I mean, it can be life-changing, but also it's really going to affect your bottom line. Cause think about the cost of losing a person, you know, what that's going to do to replace them. And if you had treated them well and showed them, you know, you really appreciated them, you can retain them. Yeah. Well, what is it? They say, is it three times the salary mm-hmm. what it is to, yeah. to lose an employee right. salary? Yes. Uh, you know, I'm thinking those Reese's cups go a long way. <laughs> You're like, go to the dollar store, you know, just stock up on like fun prizes and candy and you will definitely, it's going to be definitely worth your investment. So why do you think people are quitting? I, you know, one of the, the things that we've talked about is that the issue with the managers, but are there other areas that you think are causing our people to quit? I believe that, and you and I were talking about this earlier, during the last two years, we've had time to reflect on what really matters. And I believe that people have more clarity on how they want to be treated. I think people are looking at where they work, you know, does it in line with their own core values? And also we have spent more time at work than, well, you always spend more time at work than any place else. But I feel like with all the other factors in the last couple of years, people have really had time to think. So if people don't feel like they're making a difference, if they're seen and if they're appreciated, it's a huge reason why people are leaving because they want to be a part of something where they are making a difference and being really seen and recognized. Yeah, I'm with you on that. All right. So when we think about being kind to other people, but we don't always think about ourselves, you know, Mm. we, we tend to put ourselves last. We always are looking out for other people before we look out for ourselves. Why do you think that we need to learn to be more kind to ourselves or is it important at all? Oh my gosh. I love that. Yes. Because if it's, I always tell people that we recharge our phone more than you recharge yourself. Like if you were like, Oh my gosh, I have like, you know, 2% battery. It's like, what did you do for yourself this morning that got you in a place where you have more energy to be kind to other people? So I do a lot of workshops with, with companies on, and we use a scorecard for kindness. We look at, you know, and self is the first one. Then we start to look at your partner and your community and your team members and your boss and strangers, but like self, it's just like the airplane, you know, like getting the oxygen mask on you first. And so, especially during this time when people's routines have been totally thrown off. So I, I talked to a lot of my clients and like, I miss my commute. Like I, if I work in my house, I miss the time that I used to blast music or listen to podcasts, or I would go to yoga before work. And now I don't do that. So we have to make time for ourselves because if you do not recharge yourself, it's really hard to be in the right mind frame to actually want to see what's positive in other people. 
And when I do executive coaching, that's the first thing I do. I'm like, what have you done for your 30 minutes in the morning just for you? What are you doing to really just charge yourself so you have more energy? Ooh, 30 minutes in the morning. Mm. <laughs> I think I would know that one. <laughs> and it could be anything. It could be <laughs> meditating. It could be walking your dog. It could be watching some funny YouTubes. I just suggest to people, please do not watch the news or oh. check your email. Cause some people will roll out of bed, check their email first thing. I'm like, no, no, no. What have you done for you? Whatever makes you happy. Well, like do something for you yourself. You know, I have established a weekly uh, ritual on Sunday evenings. That is bath night for me. Ooh. So it's bubble bath, just me, glass of wine. Of course, I have a house full of boys, so they're not going to come in anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, and, and they know it's funny because uh, my youngest is, is about to turn 16 and he'll say, you know, it's bath night, mom. <laughs> But that is great because you have some boundaries of just blocking time for yourself. And you've, it's just, I tell people like you put meetings on the calendar, put time on the calendar for you. And it doesn't have to be two hours. It can be, you know, but I love that you have that habit because my book is called the kindness habit. We're creating these actions that then just become a habit of how you take care of yourself. And also you look for what you can do for other people. Well, and I think when you're taking care of yourself and you're doing that, then it comes more easily. Oh my gosh. Yes. Time to somebody else and to take care of somebody else. Cause you're not so frazzled and you're not in that constant, um, stress mode or, or, you know, that adrenaline where the tiger's always chasing you. Oh my gosh. Yes. And I would also tell people that if you are still really stressed and not taking care of yourself, if you do a kind act, you will feel better. You're going to have even more energy to be even more kind, but I am going to just put it out there. I'm going to challenge everyone do a kind act for either someone, you know, or a stranger and watch what happens to your energy and your mood. Well, and I love how you did this for 90 days. Is that what you said? 90 days. I did, but then I've done it for every day for, I think it's six years now. I've done a kind act every day. But when you start with just 90 days or you say, okay, I'm going to do it for seven days. I would yes. ask my, my listeners right now to just say, okay, for the next seven days, I'm going to do an intentional kind act and yes. then see what it does for you and for the yes. people around you. And I think much like you, it's a habit. They're not going to want to stop at that point. Yes. And I'm going to challenge myself to do that. I love it. And it can be totally free. Like send a text message to someone that you are thinking about to say, Hey, I'm thinking about you. I appreciate you in my life. Period. It does not have to cost money. You could use a sticky note and put it on a desk of a coworker, a dry eraser marker, use a, a kind message on your mirror. Like when my girls lived at home, I would do that with them. So kindness, if when I ask in my workshops, what people remember, it's 99% free. They said, someone reached out to me. They sent me an email. They mentored me. They coached me. You know, they went to lunch with me. So it's, it's our time, but it's looking for how we can help other people. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I encourage everyone to go get Allison's book, the kindness habit. It is really, really an excellent book. So I always end these podcasts with practical solutions for extraordinary leadership. And the three main takeaways that I got from our conversation today is one to just really remember that your actions matter, Mm -hmm. treat people, just the little things can make a huge difference in someone's life. 
The second one is that you have to recharge yourself to lead others. So find ways to be kind to yourself. That 30 minutes in the morning that you were talking about, I think kind of gets you in the right mind frame for the rest of the day. And then the third one is to appreciate out loud and often. And again, doing that seven day challenge right now, say for the next seven days, you're going to do this. So Allison, if my listeners want to find out more about you, want to get your kindness habit book, how would they get in touch with you? Yes. So you can find the kindness habit on Amazon and then I'm on LinkedIn, Allison Clark, Clark with an E. And then also my website is just Allison Clark Consulting. Thank you so much for being with me today. This was a lot of fun. It was so fun to be with you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the show. If you enjoyed it, we would so appreciate a review on iTunes. And don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss a single episode. If you're interested in knowing more about our upcoming events or working with one of us personally to transform the way you lead, visit our websites. For Lori King-Taylor, visit Trinity performance solutions.com and for Lori Gorell, visit upward solutions, cc.com until next week.